All right, guys, y'all show some love to the sponsors of the Straight Out of Prison podcast. Our friend Keely Brown runs her family-owned HVAC Home and Commercial Services. Is your system ready for the summer? Schedule a system checkup or reprogram your thermostat. They offer residential and commercial, at home or at work. They really do what they say, and they say what they do. Our family serving your family has been their core value since day one. Their founder and owner, Mr. Robert Holland, made sure the foundation of Home and Commercial Services was and is integrity. Now, remember, Haley, we, we catered an event last December where he was a part of the group that we were feeding. But it was interesting to learn that when he was a young man, when he first started in the HVAC business, Mr. Holland actually got in trouble with, for not adding new parts that the people didn't need. And they were like, why didn't you sell the parts? And he was like, because I could fix them. And they were like, no, no, you're... you're you're doing it wrong. Like you just got to put new parts. And he was like, but they didn't need new parts. And it bugged him so much that he went out and started his own business. And that's the foundation of home and commercial services. And we can attest to that personally. I mean, they've done so much stuff for us. It's crazy. I love that story. And I think it speaks to obviously his integrity and what he's built his business on that integrity. Right now, the most economical service they offer is their annual residential service agreement. For $150, you'll get two annual checkups, and that's for one system. If if it's an additional system, it's 25% off. Anyways, the annual contract includes priority service, normal rates for after-hour service, 10% discount on any repairs, and a 5% discount on any new installations. It's a good deal especially with the heat of the summer coming. Home and Commercial Services works on all name brands of heating and air conditioning units, gas furnaces, heat pumps, walk-in coolers, and smart thermostats. No job is too big or too small. Call or text Keely at 205-798-0635. Or you can email at office at Holland hcs.com you can look up holland home and commercial services on instagram for daily tips and more or you can check out their website hollandhcs.com we have some amazing friends and supporters of the podcast Lynn and Debbie Hurst, who own Hurst Towing and Recovery in Fultondale and Hayden, Alabama. They serve the Jefferson, Blunt, and surrounding counties. They tow light and heavy-duty vehicles, and they're always there to help. We wouldn't call anybody else. We would never call anybody else, and that's a fact. Would you like to work for an amazing company that treats their employees like family? The Hearst are hiring. Full and part-time positions. Give them a call today. Hearst Towing is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They've been in our area since January of 1987. They have a heart to serve and they love making an impact in the communities they grew up in. The Hearst definitely make a difference in our world. And they have definitely made a difference in our lives. Dispatchers are always ready to receive calls at 205-631-8697. That is 205-631-TOWS, T-O-W-S. <laughs> you, get, you get me every time I, with the toes. <laughs> <laughs> or check out their website at hearsttowing.com. Now, y'all know James from the podcast, but he also is an amazing cook and private chef. I can attest to that personally. I've had many years of experience in food, just working in, managing, and even owning a couple restaurants. One of his greatest passions is preparing delicious food. You know, if somebody's going through something or through a hard time and you don't know what to do, you can always cook for them. Or you can always call me and I'll cook for them. It's, it really, it's a it's a great way to love people. That journey started early in his beloved granny's kitchen. She was the one that, you know, was always cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She was a Southern belle. She made everything taste good, and I didn't always, sorry, Mom, get that at home. <laughs> but uh, granny taught me how to cook, and 
I've never looked back from that. James is a Fox 6 Good Day Alabama monthly contributor. It's one of the honors of my life. I love cooking on TV. I love hearing the feedback. I love going in there and having people email me and ask questions. It's just, it's fun. And his peanut butter cobbler recipe was featured on the Food Network show Carnival Eats. That was kind of a big deal. I mean, it was a... I don't like I got paid for it, but it was a lot of exposure and it was really fun. Head over to chefjameskjones.com to join our email list. Once you do that, you can stay updated on everything that we're doing. CrossFit Mophobia is owned and operated by Hayden Setzer. Hayden has a degree in exercise science and wellness with a minor in coaching. She is CrossFit Level 2 certified and Precision Nutrition Certified. CrossFit Mophobia is located at 222 Decatur Highway in Gardendale, Alabama. Email CrossFitMophobiaInfo at gmail.com or call or text 256-303-1873. Or you can look up everything she does on Facebook and Instagram. CrossFit Mophobia. Hey guys, Tim Jones here with but if you don't like ads, download the Patreon app and look up Team Jones Media. You'll find many levels of subscriptions, but all levels have one feature. You get early access to all of our podcast platforms, and they're completely free from ads. The Straight out of Prism podcast. The For Real Real. And There in the Gap. But there's way more to it than that. There's a neat specialized feed for all subscribers. Peaks behind the scenes. Exclusive bonus content, downloads, and You'll more. You'll get unpublished episodes, unedited episodes, blooper reels, watch out, video updates, and more. Or head over to teamjones.co slash podcast and click on the Become a Patron button. Please support our sponsors. They are helping us provide this platform for free. If you're interested in advertising with us, head over to teamjones.co and click the Join Forces button. We will get in touch and consider whether or not it's a good fit. Schedule us for your podcast or to be considered as a guest on one of our platforms. Contact us by heading over to teamjones.co.com and clicking the Join Forces button. And again, thank you guys for being a part of our story. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Straight Out of Prison podcast. My name is James K. Jones, and this is my story. And this is Haley Jones, and this is his story that has now become a part of my story. We got a story, girl. We married now. We are definitely married. The two have <laughs> begun to become one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we are recapping season four. It's the recap to ignition. Um. Is that a song? Yeah, R. Kelly. That's not the words. It's the remix to Ignition, Hot and Fresh Out of My James Kitchen. James hasn't had a lot of sleep, so... <laughs> I haven't. It's been a week. Yeah. Or a month, or a day, or a year, something. <laughs> or a lifetime, <laughs> as you've been listening to his story. <laughs> yeah. All right, so where do we start in the beginning of season four? Season four was... We're still telling my story. We didn't get into your story until like episode four. Yeah. Where we talked about you moving to Alabama from sweet home Sweden. Sweden, yes. <laughs> Over yonder with Lars and Yawn <laughs> and Gluten Morgan. <laughs> yes. And all the meatballs and boiled potatoes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the very small apartments. Anyway, so yes, that was season four, but where did we begin season four? We started season four. It was, uh, the episode was titled Heartbreak. Mm -hmm. It was, um, you know, I was in a relationship with Shauna. I thought we were going to get married. Um, But you didn't. Things didn't work out. Yeah. She cheated on me. 
Yeah. And broke my heart, basically. So that was that episode. (laughs) You're just full of life, aren't you, right now? Well, I mean, some of that stuff's hard to remember. I mean, for the purpose of the podcast, I think there's been like healing and walking through that. But at the same time... You still feel like you needed healing from that breakup? Yeah, that jaded me. Hmm. Like, I've never been crushed. Like now? It still jades you? No, but when you're... No, now I'm thankful. Like, it's like a... What was I thinking? Thank you, Jesus. But um, at the time, it was, uh, I mean, everybody's been rejected. Everybody's been hurt. Yeah. Every man has had a girl that didn't come through and do the things that he thought she was going to do. <laughs> but no, she broke my heart. Like, she totally crushed me. Yeah. Like, crushed me. I think most people honestly know, man or woman, knows how that feels. I mean, not all, but. A lot know how that feels. Well, even as I was going through that process, I was like, this is not me. Like, this is not what I do. It's not, you know, but I couldn't I think because you were probably out of control of your emotions as far as, like, your feelings. And, I mean, and uh, the emotions and falling in love is such a crazy thing, I think, that you, you know, when you do fall hard, so to speak. Like, you do feel like you lose control of, I mean, you just... But I wanted to lose control. I thought that was what you're supposed to do. Right, I right. thought that was, like, the thing. Mm-hmm. That's what the movies say. I mean, that's what people say. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you find your person, you find your yeah. one. And um, just all the stuff that I walked through with her, the wasted energy, wasted time, wasted money, wasted things. Here's what I know about you, though. And I still can find, kind of find this irritating, honestly, is that when you say wasted time, wasted money, wasted things, like even today, I mean, even this week, you're like, I cannot stand doing something and then like learning or I guess realizing that I, I it was a, it was waste, a waste of, of time. my time to yes. do it. But I think it's really just about a perspective change, like the whole Kairos. I mean, even I feel like up to recently in our marriage, up to like a year or two ago, and I understand this, I mean, I'm not judging, but like just the whole Kairos thing, you know, you're like, it was just a waste, like, but why? And I just think like, well, that's how we met. I mean, in the last couple of years, I feel like you've come around to that. And it's just like, you kind of like see the value in, I mean, it does feel like a waste of time. I mean, that was a massive, like, loss, like, in every way. I get that. But um, it was a lot of wasted energy. But I feel like life is full of, you can either look at it as wasted energy yeah. or lessons learned that maybe got you from where you were to where you actually want to be or are going. Well, those are good, like, things to put on Instagram memes or to, like, put on a T-shirt or on your refrigerator. But when you're walking through something painful... It's not as simple. Like, you have to process those things out. I understand that because I've had them, too. You're not the only one. So, I mean, I get that. No, I know, but it's like people, the advice is, you know, if God closes the door, opens a window, you got to climb through that. See, I didn't say all that. Where'd you get that from? (laughs) I did not say that. You said that, (laughs) not me, just so you know. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. When you go through something painful, it takes time to process it. Yeah, for sure. And those were painful years. Mm -hmm. And... I have processed it, and now I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I'm still a little jaded. Really? By some of that stuff. See, I can almost like, this is real talk right now, but I can almost be like, you're jaded by a relationship with a woman, and now you're married with kids. It's like, and you're still jaded no, by that? No, 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 no. Not just that. The whole package. Like, 
her, her dad being my pastor, her brother-in-law working for me, you know, all her mom working for me all those years. Well, it's like you're not totally free from it yet or something. Like when, Because when you say you're still jaded, to me, like how I interpret that, that's not what you said, but like this is how I interpret that, is that like you're not, there's still like some things you're still kind of, I don't know, lamenting, like you're not free, which is not a bad thing. It's just. Well, hang on, I'm not lamenting. Well, jaded is the word you used. Jaded, yeah. We should look up the word jaded, what that means, actually. It just means that you've been, like, poisoned almost. Well, to me, that means, like, you're still carrying it a little bit. Do you think that's true? Are you Dr. Phil right now? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Dr. Haley. (laughs) I don't know. I just, um, those things take time to process. Yeah. And for the most part, I feel like I've already processed all that and I'm over it. But I've honestly... In the last two or three episodes, when I listen to them, mm-hmm. I've been feeling, I don't know, guilty, kind of bad. Just the way that I talk about Steve and Jeremy specifically. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning myself. Am I doing, am I talking the way I'm talking on this podcast to like try to get back at them or something? And I'm, so, so you've asked yourself that question? Yeah. No, I've asked Jesus. Is yeah. this, you know, I feel, but at the same time, it's like I'm telling the story of where I was during the time, the things I walked through, the way I was thinking, and I'm putting myself back in that. Yeah. And that was the way I felt. That was the true story. Yeah. So why would I, like, keep it real with everything else and not keep it real with that? I think that's great. I mean, and I think to keep that perspective for people, I mean, for us, that's telling our story. Yeah. And for others that are listening to our story— and the fact that, like, just like what you said, like, that's what you're feeling at the time, like, right, wrong, or indifferent, or whatever, that's where you were. Yeah, and I'm trying how, to tell a story from my perspective. Right. And to, I mean, I guess use it as a, I mean, I'm talking to us, too, like, as an opportunity to realize, like, other people, too, when they're talking about how they're feeling, and we want to say, like, Oh, like I might be like, oh, they're being too critical, or I don't like how they're judging, or yeah. whatever I don't like about what they're saying. Like but to realize they're in a process too, yeah. and that's where they're at with. And it. I'm, I've come to this. I guess it's giving me a little bit of peace. Mm-hmm. Is that if any of them were telling their story on a podcast, it would probably they probably have problems with me. Yeah, and they probably say that right, and that would be their perspective. Right, it's kind of like in. The Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's been a lot of like critics that say, well, Matthew said this, and Mark said that, and John this, and Luke, mm-hmm. but it's they all had a different perspective. They all were seeing the same things, but they had a different lens, a different life experiences, things that they struggle with, and they saw it differently. Mm-hmm. The story was the same, but it was the way they saw it. Different, yeah, details they noticed. Yeah. So, I mean, it all boils down to, to me, and this is something we've, a phrase we've used a lot, but I mean, just for me, this, us doing this has made me more aware of like the whole seek first to understand and then be understood. Yeah. So like, you never know what somebody's walking through and how they're. You don't. Dealing and their perspective on it. And it's. Before you make a judgment or try to push advice or whatever, like to seek first to understand, understand like where they're at and how they're feeling before trying to make myself understood. Yeah, that's a, that's a, one of the um, Covey's laws of uh, goodness. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. 
Uh, Power? Laws of Success. I can't remember. Laws of Success, yeah. Stephen Covey, he wrote the Laws of... (laughs) <laughs> the laws of something. Yeah. I can't remember. I read the book, but one yeah. of them was seek first not to be understood, but to be to understand. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in any situation I've ever been in in my life where I'm struggling, when I do that, it makes a difference. Yeah. But for the the way that we've been telling the story, it's just we're trying to. I'm trying to tell my perspective where I was, how I was processing, and you know all things. Yeah. But so have, you can release yourself of that guilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have been struggling. I think it was specifically the last two or three episodes that we, our wedding one, you know, like talking about Steve, like singing at our wedding and making fun of that and stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel guilty. I feel bad about that. I can see that. But I mean, I feel like that's more about, I mean, at least for me, that's my vantage point on that. Like I was. Not the singing. Some people might love for him to sing at their wedding. Just not me. Like, I didn't know that was going to be <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? And, like, that's not my style. Wait, like, did you even know he was out there singing? Um, I heard him, and I was like, is he singing right now? <laughs> I didn't know you heard I was behind the doors. I was like, what is happening out there? This was not part of the oh, the man. agenda that I was aware of. Um, All right. Well, we already okay. did that episode. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So moving on, like, let's hit some other main points. Well, let's talk about, like, some comments that we've gotten. Mm. So I think, um, have you got any that you want to talk about? Well, I've gotten some, like, just in regards to me and my story, just not knowing, especially in my season of life now. Like, you know, we've been married, what, eight years, right? Mm -hmm. And we have three kids, and we're, like, in the thick of all of that. And so we have a lot of friends that are in the same season that we've met since we've been married yeah, and become very close to, and um, that they don't know all the details of my, not past life, but, you know, my earlier life, so to speak. And actually, a friend of mine texted me, a close friend of mine texted me and was just like, oh, I have this friend, whatever her name was, I don't even remember. And, um, well, because I didn't know her. And she's like, she was just like, oh, she listens to y'all's podcast, and she's like a huge fan. And she said she just feels like she knows both of you so well. And I started thinking about that. No, but I told my friend, I said, it's, it is kind of weird because even with the friends that I'm closest to now. Yeah. How often do you sit down and like divulge all the details in the story, like line by line, and how I was feeling? And like, and I thought, like, and the deep details. Sometime I might be allergic to that, but I was like, you know what? They do actually know me pretty well because I'm pretty honest. I mean, you are too about like what happened and how I was feeling and just like the emotions. And that is kind of weird to think that someone I've never met before actually knows me pretty well. Like, because in in that way, because it's just a very honest conversation. And I told, well, Anna was my friend. I was told, I told her, I was like, I think there's some of these things like, you know, I've never like told you, we just don't sit down and have these conversations. And I don't, so that was kind of a crazy thing because, I mean, this season we get to talking about me and my story a little bit. So that came out in that. So I imagine that's how you yeah. felt this whole time, you know? Well, I've had, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me. I mean, and just told me their whole story, mm-hmm. like the the details, the things that they probably wouldn't tell anybody else. And it's like, it kind of caught me off guard at first, but then it was like, I came to a place of understanding. Like they're be, they want to be vulnerable with me. They because they feel like they can because I've been vulnerable with them, even mm-hmm. though I haven't like specifically been vulnerable with them, but just because they're listening to podcasts, right? And 
there's there's um I love that part of it. Like I love being able to connect with people who are going through things and you know, I've been through similar situations that I have and just being able them feeling like that I'm a safe like landing place for them to be able to talk and just get it out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not always like I got some kind of uber wise advice to give to them. Sometimes for humans, it's just to get it out. Like you find something, you find an outlet, you can talk to someone, you get it out, and then mm-hmm. it's like you get it off you. Well, and you do have. Ex- I love that you do have experience. You say like it's not like I have some wisdom, but I think it's funny a conversation that I just had with Lula tonight. Yeah, she was. I don't know how I told Royal like you are so smart, and she said, "I'm so Lula's our daughter and Royal's our son." Right. So <laughs> I told Royal about some. I was like, "You are so smart." And then Lula piped up and was like, well, I'm smart too. And then he walked around and she was like, and actually I'm probably smarter because I'm older and I'm in second grade. And I was like, I was thinking about like off the cuff. I was like, you know what? I said, when I'm referring to smart, I'm not, I'm like, I'm referring to like how you think and how you like process things. I said, so I think both of you are very smart. Absolutely. I said, but it is true that you are talking to Lula have more experiences and more things that you've learned because you've been around. And I think that's the same for you. Because you've been around. Well, you've been around longer. and two and a half years. <laughs> well, I mean, but I'm, I'm connecting that to you and what you said. Like, I don't have any wise, but I do think you have a lot of experiences and a lot of things that you've learned that you're able to speak to. We'll be right back. Head over to our YouTube channel for recipes, podcasts, and now we're even live streaming stuff to give you guys real glimpses into our daily lives. Yikes. You'll also be able to see the podcast behind the scenes and unedited live streams. We've added the first five seasons of the Straight Out of Prison podcast, and even if you've listened to all of them, check out the video format to see pictures, behind the scenes, and a whole lot more. And while you're there, please hit the subscribe button. It won't cost you anything, but it does help us reach our goals to reach a larger audience. Look up Chef James K. Jones on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a recipe or a podcast. For exclusive content, download the Patreon app and look up Team Jones Media. You'll find many levels of subscriptions, but all levels have one feature. You'll get early access to all of our podcast platforms and they're completely free from ads. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for all your support, all your encouragement, and thank you for being a part of our story. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, when somebody, when you're vulnerable and open and you share, like, the hard stuff, it gives an opening for other people to share their hard stuff. And I may be able to give advice. I mean, I give advice to a lot of people. I'm not saying I can't. But even if I don't, there's something healing in just being able to get it out. Mm-hmm. Like finding somebody that you can talk to to just get it out. Yeah. And I love that element of us doing this podcast. Yeah. I, I can't even count. I mean, I have neighbors that have told me their life story, the gory details. And I'm like... Whoa. <laughs> it's only the second time we've met. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 
wow, I didn't, uh, <laughs> okay, then. Which is particularly true for you because you're not exactly a warm and fuzzy personality. Like, no, you're not one it, that people, like, gravitate, like, oh, mm-mm. I feel so safe and comfortable until they listen to this podcast. And then, then they, they feel like they can tell, because yeah. I've said all the things. Like, what, I mean, right? I ain't never killed nobody, but I did everything else. Right. <laughs> so, um, but that, it's, that's almost like a gift, for mm-hmm. somebody, not my gift, but like a gift for somebody to feel like they can come clean with you. Yeah. And I don't take that for granted. I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a it beautiful thing. And, you know, there's been 10, 12, 15 people that have done that. And I feel like we've gotten to a place where we've developed a relationship and then they found a, a level of healing. Yeah. And to me, that is the greatest gift of all. Like, yeah. To be able to just be a... Somebody that can help people. Mm-hmm. So that's good stuff. Well, and I need to, I feel like I need to know someone that can help people. You said that. But I think, I mean, I'm not tooting our horns at all, but I feel like Toot-toot. we're just, we're helping people by just being honest and being who we are, which yeah. is a, which is what anybody and everybody could do. Maybe not on a podcast, but and just like do. to be honest, you know, and to be because, yeah. and you never know, like you being honest and getting out there, even with one a person, how that could help someone else like feel comfortable to then so i mean it's definitely a domino effect once it starts i like it. i mean that that element of it i love yeah um but then there's also people that I piss off <laughs> i mean i mean specifically like there's a lot of people in my family that do not like what we're doing here my mom but <laughs> top one she's the oh. chief Hater, <laughs> even she's though not she's not a, a hater. Well, she won't listen to it. She won't. We'll she don't want anything to do with it. She pretends like we're not doing it. <laughs> she does pretend like we're not doing <laughs> it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but she follows all the social media. Right. She's like, "What y'all talk about this week? I saw y'all talking about." Uh... <laughs> well, actually, she reads it and then she thinks she's listened to the whole thing, which is like yeah. that's just a snippet. And then she has you know commentary and questions. And but like, you know, she's also one of our patrons, so she gets. <laughs> All the inside. She doesn't get all that. She doesn't listen to all that. No, but she. Ha- I put the app on her phone like she could. <laughs> anytime she wanted to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've had to be careful with people in my family. Um, we had a wedding this year. Oh, my we, gosh. That we went to. We don't need to unpack all that. We if, Listen to For Real Rough. You want to listen to all that. Can we tell the story about? No. We're okay. recapping season four. Okay. okay, okay but okay. there were... <laughs> Every time I see somebody in my family, they say, we've been listening to your podcast. And I'm like, well, are you mad at me? <laughs> I don't even know where you are. Which side of the, are you James mad James is like or flipping through his like episode files. Like, what did I say? Are you mad or not mad? <laughs> I mean, because I'm not really going into it thinking, you know, I'm going to talk about somebody or make somebody angry. <laughs> but I have done that. And I didn't. it's not intentional well, on my part. Right. But you actually do that in <laughs> In real life, too. What do you mean? <laughs> Take a podcast, I can tell you. What do you mean? Well, I mean, just like... You you sometimes can take this like a little bit of a like harsh stubborn stance on like I'm gonna say what I want to say like I'm just gonna like no that's only when people try to silence me. <laughs> okay. If you try to silence me or tell me I can't say something, then I'm gonna be double. Loud. All I'm saying is that it hasn't taken a podcast for you to <laughs> make people mad. This is true. This is true. <laughs> All right, I feel like we are. Doing an episode of the For Real Real. Well, this is, I mean, it's a recap. This is the For Real Real. All right. So of the, the recap. Recap was season four. Four. 
So that's 2012 to 2013. So yeah. let's, let's rewind it. Or th- 2008 to Okay, so heartbreak that you're still hanging on to some of it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to argue with me on that. And oh, then, you mean now? I'm not hanging yeah. on to anything now. See, that's what I was looking for, people. I pushed a button. No, I'm not. I was waiting for the response. There's no, okay, I can be honest with you. After we got married, uh, Shauna unfriended both of us on social media. We won. Well, no, I read a thing that said if your ex unfriends you on social media, you win. So I was like, <laughs> "That's a terrible." I, I won, but um, but it's not even about that. It's like I don't even care. It doesn't bother me. Um, I was just kidding. I was pressing a button. But there have been a couple times when I've been discouraged with you in our marriage in the last eight nine years that I'll say, "I wonder what would happen if I would have married Shauna." Not be happy. I would be the fact that you even do that. I mean, that's a joke. I know, but I feel like any woman that's listening is like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen now?" No, that's a joke. A little bit. I don't really do that, but I mean, okay, maybe I have a couple times, but not like intentionally. Just I'm just saying, there ain't nothing there that I want. I thought I wanted it. I was. Well, I think we've all been there. I mean, we've all been there. I mean, I say we all. I think most humans have yeah. been like, like, okay, the, I mean, and you at the moment in the present when you're in it, you're like, this is all I, this is all I ever wanted, and then you get past it and realize that whatever was not. You right get on about the it. other side and you see that you would have been like in bondage. Yeah, and I can't be that. So, I mean, you you just talked about 2012, 2013. I mean, for both of us in this season, we experienced, like, some pretty huge losses between your granny and my dad. And, but in the... the, Right. But in the midst of that loss or right after whatever, like, in a short period of time, like what we're saying, is that we met and one of the biggest decision or if not the biggest decision of our <laughs> earthly life here is you know meeting each other and getting married like right after so i mean there's a lot of like super super highs but super super lows um i actually in recording season 4 i had a different take on that okay it was almost like i had a huge loss with my grandmother my granny who was my person and then she was gone mhm and it was just like she was in hospice for a couple of weeks, so I knew that it was coming. Mm-hmm. But I remember when she finally was gone, mm-hmm. my first thought was, who's going to protect me now? Like, yeah. who's going to... Because she was all I had. And I don't mean she was all I had, but in my mind, at that moment, it was like, there's nobody else that loves me like my granny loves me. Mm-hmm. And I think you communicated that with your dad. Like, it was... He was gone. Mm-hmm. And... I don't want to try to figure it out. Right. But it was like, you were a gift to me that I maybe wouldn't have appreciated as much if I hadn't experienced a loss. Huh. You've never said it like that, but I... No, it was really doing the podcast maybe helped me to process that. It's like, um, I would have never like thought that at the time, but just in, in hindsight and retrospect and then really just going through the process, process of recording all these episodes... That was a shaky time for me, and it was also a shaky time for you. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, your world gets, I won't say shattered, but definitely shooken. Shaken. <laughs> Shook. Shook. <laughs> All right, let's talk about feedback. <laughs> Have you gotten any, like, significant feedback? I mean, I've got a couple comments that I could talk about. 
I mean, I, sh- I guess I shared the part because this season was the first time that I really shared a lot about me, you yeah. know. And um, it's made, just been kind of neat. You made the grand entrance. Like, you don't think about that your closest <laughs> friends don't know things, you know. And then, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of questions about, um, ironically, like about our marriage, honestly, and about us talking about two becoming one, even in the latest episode. They're like, People should talk more about that, like, because it is hard, <laughs> you know. Um, that's the only comment I can like that comes to my mind. But maybe as you talk, I'll think of some more. <laughs> what what comments have you heard? Well, I just went back through our messages and like specifically from some of our patrons, mm. Linda Drake, who's one of our patrons and they're sponsors of the podcast. Her husband. I think I might say they're our biggest fans, and I'm here for it and really appreciate them. But anyway, <laughs> what did Linda say? I, lo- I love them. I can't say enough about <laughs> Linda and Brad Drake. But uh, she just texted me on, I think it was season, I don't remember the episode, but I talked about giving you the ring that I brought for Karina. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> See? She was mortified. <laughs> and most women are when they hear that. No, I have gotten several comments about I was that, like, actually. look, I didn't know I didn't know, but I didn't do it, so it don't <laughs> matter. So thank you. But, uh, yeah, she was uh, like, you, you would never... And I was like, okay, if you want to be technical, I traded in on her ring, so kind of, <laughs> she kind of got the same ring, yeah, <laughs> in kind of the same way. But uh, probably the most significant thing about season four was we talked about somebody who's a dear friend of mine, Charlotte Guffin, mm. and she actually sang at our wedding. Mm-hmm. And even as we were recording this, she had a uh, situation where they thought she was having a stroke or something. They took her to the hospital. And she had a brain tumor. They did surgery. They said, you know, we're going to do radiation and all the things. And sent her home. You know, a few weeks later, she had another episode. They took her in and they said, you know, she's got a tumor on her brain stem. And then it spread all over her body and pretty much. Well, the, the okay, so to be like technical, yeah, I don't remember. this tumor on her brain stem was bleeding out. And there's nothing you can, you can't surgically fix that. Yeah. So it was just a matter of, I mean, you're waiting for someone to pass away in that because, I mean, your your body, I mean, you know, it just, it renders you, you can look it up. It, it was matter. terminal. But, but the, the, but it happened the so timeline fast. was from the original diagnosis to her going to heaven, I think was like six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, it was six weeks. So, and she was not old. She was actually quite young. And actually that whole thing with Charlotte triggered so many emotions with me, with my mom and with my dad yeah, and her four kids that are in their, you know, 20s, early 30s possibly. But anyway, around the same age, I I, I literally, there were a couple of days there, and I don't want to make this about me because it wasn't, but I think it just triggered so many emotions, almost like PSTD or something or PTSD. 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 <laughs> um but just like, because I know how that feels. I yeah. know how it feels to like feel like it's too soon. You're losing somebody. Like, I mean, I guess I was definitely like feeling. I felt what the her children were feeling. Yeah. And um, anyway, it's like it's just like what you said earlier. Like, I don't want to try to figure it out because there are no answers that make sense on, on this side of heaven. Like, you can't. Well, here's what I always here's how I always comfort myself when somebody dies. We're all gonna die. <laughs> That's why you gotta have the hope. You gotta, you know, if you have Jesus, you have the hope. You know that you're good. You know, no matter what, 
that you're going to be in a better place. You're going to be with the people that you love. You're going to be with Jesus. And one thing I know about Charlotte was that she loved Jesus. She was a worshiper. And if you're ever around Charlotte, she was going to take you to Jesus no matter what you're going through. That's true. And I feel like she was ready to go. Like, I don't feel like she was like, mourning the fact that she was leaving other than, you know, she wanted to make sure her kids were taken care of. But they're all adults. But uh, it was just odd to me that we were recording that this season and then that happened. But her funeral was probably the most beautiful funeral that I've ever been to. Yeah, I mean, was I've, super neat. I've never seen anything like that because she was part of the Gardner First Baptist Church. She was the, like one of the lead singers, worshipers. And I met her through the foundry. She also did worship at the foundry. But they, uh, instead of doing worship at her memorial service, they used her videos of her worshiping. And it was very powerful, and it was very emotional. But at the, the last song that they did was her on the stage, you know, a video of her with the choir and all things. And she was saying, you know, I want to see heaven. <laughs> And it just, it broke me when I saw that it was, but it was in a beautiful way. Like, because now that's what she's seeing. And I know that and I believe that. It was just odd. Well, I think you're saying it was odd because, I mean, we definitely highlighted several losses in this season. Well, not just that. We went through the, you know, coming to Gardendale. You know, I talked about in the episode about the Kairos Cafe Gardendale, the Facebook push for me to come up here. You know who was the leader of that? Was yeah. Charlotte Guffin. <laughs> yeah. She was the one that was uh, leading that campaign, like to get <laughs> yeah. Kairos and Gardendale. And I don't know. So, in a way, I never would have met you if I hadn't been for my friendship with Charlotte. So, that's that's neat. And it's neat. And it's also, I mean, I thought this where you're going with this, but it wasn't. But like, it's also just like gives you on all like the hard things that we talked about and hard things we feel like we're in now. Yeah. Like a different perspective. Absolutely. Like the heaven perspective, you know. Yeah. Well, I've always comforted myself with that. Like, here's the bottom line. Because people are talking about healing. Is God healed? Is he not healed? Is he heal, heal, heal? Like, yes, he does, or he don't, or he does. But anyways, we're all going to die. Guess what? Even if you don't eat meat and you're a vegan and you go to CrossFit every day and you only eat vanilla collagen shakes for the rest of your life. James, No, no. I'm saying at some point— you're going to die. I mean, I get that. And I like, but see, I think where you and I differ a little bit is that, I mean, of course I agree with you. You're right. But you sound like a real, like, unempathetic hard ass. Like, because when I, like, feel all the things that I'm feeling, I know that her kids believe all those things too, but it doesn't take away from the pain of missing her on earth. Oh, I miss her on earth. <laughs> I know, but not like our kids. No, I'm just saying, like, it's just, you know, I feel like you have to, like, and I'm not saying you. I mean, I think we all have to, like, you know, there's so many different ways to think about it. And a lot of the ways can give hope and whatever. But also, I think it's, I just, I've, I, I guess I just feel a need to, like, validate the feelings of those people closest to. Well, I think one of the biggest uh, feedbacks I got from multiple people was just like the impossibility of how you got to Gardendale all the way from Sweden, <laughs> which is unthinkable. Yeah. To here at the same time that I was here. 
Yeah. And it was almost as much of an impossibility for me to be in Gardendale as it was you. <laughs> right. I mean, especially since, I mean, well, for me anyway, that I'm, you know, grew up in Florida, that Alabama. It wasn't even on your radar. No. Or, I mean, even my parents' radar before 2009. It was Gardendale, just because I grew up in Phoenix City, I came to a birthday party my first year living in Birmingham in Gardendale mm-hmm. at the old Civic Center. And I thought, oh, this is Phoenix City plus, but it's still small town. I don't yeah. want nothing to do with this. Right. So just the fact that I ever got interested in even a remote possibility that I would live in a small town again was phenomenal for me, too. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a neat, neat little thing. It is. What do they call it? Do you call it destiny or yeah. serendipity? Well, you know, where Cairo's Cafe in Gardendale is now is a Mexican place that we go to quite frequently. Yes. <laughs> and it is so funny to be able to tell my kids, I met your mama standing right there. <laughs> that is crazy. It is neat. Yeah. And then, you know, Joey Moe, who worked with me at the Gardendale Cairo's, and Kelsey mm-hmm. Dodd, uh, Kelsey Hatcher now, but they both worked for me there. And they were both single, didn't really have anything going on. I was single, didn't really have anything going on. And now fast forward seven, eight, nine years later, we all got the same age kids in one classroom. Yeah. Joey's son, Tucker, and Kelsey's daughter, Raylan. Is it Raylan or Raylan? She says either one. Okay. (laughs) Are all in the same class with Royal. Which is only 16 kids in that class. It's phenomenal. (laughs) It's like, who would have thought all those years ago? And here we are. That's neat. That's good stuff. We've officially adopted the small town life. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love Gardendale. I love love the community. I love the people. I love the Christmas parades. Mm -hmm. They're still like small town stuff. Yeah. I love the... All festivals that we do, just the just the way the community gathers like they did back in the day. Right. And there's really not many places in America that you can get that anymore. That's very true. It is. It's a beautiful thing. It is. I agree. And I love our mayor, Stan Hoagland. Yeah, he is actually. He's I mean, I've told people. that story of him at one, one of the episodes. Yeah. I don't remember which one. Maybe you can say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he is just, he's just very genuine. and. But he's also a very good leader, very good. Mm-hmm. He's making stuff happen in our city. Yeah. Just, I just love it. Um, Salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of feedback about our love story, if you want to call it that, however you want to say it. It didn't start off with a lot of romance. Right. With me. <laughs> well. She's shooting you out a text, you know, you want to go spend this gift card before it expires. <laughs> people don't believe me when I say that. I've had three or four people that I know that have texted me and say, did you really, is that really? And I was like, yeah, that's really how it started. <laughs> but. Uh, what was that? Were you just nervous or something? I didn't, I wasn't interested in a relationship. Well, I've, I've been you burned. must have been a little bit interested to even invite me out. I was interested in you, but the the way that a man like me from my background would be interested in a girl like you, it would have been like fantasy. It wouldn't have been like a reality. Like, you know, we could have had a fling or something, but there's no way you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> there's no way you're going to marry somebody like me. So it was just, uh, yeah, it was scary. But at the same time, I felt like Denise Nolan kept nagging me about you. And I don't know if I want to get her off my back or just prove to her that this wouldn't work anyways. 
But I was honestly just highly intrigued with the thought of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if I don't put forth any kind of crazy effort, if I just be myself, and if anything happens, we'll see what happens. And something happened, so it's pretty cool. And that was you being yourself. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I said it on this season, but I've said it to you before. You were the first person besides my granny that I could ever fully be myself with. You actually did say that. But I have to say, too, that on the front end of that, the time that we're talking about that, you know, through through season four. Yeah. You you say all that like a guy like me would ever be a girl like you. I mean, hence our Uptown, <laughs> uptown shirt we girl. have on the – is um, it was true, and I actually did get a lot of that even from friends – you know, I mean, my mom trusted me, and that was nice. Yeah. But, like, friends just like, wow. I mean, just it was a very, um, what do you call, off-the-radar pick <laughs> from my end. But I have been, like, not necessarily what people expected from me, I yeah. don't think. But I will have to say, fast forward to today, I feel like I'm the one that got the deal. Oh, babe. Why do you say that? getting emotional now <laughs> well i mean you just like i mean i know like you just i, I don't know i guess it's because of your background and just your granny or whatever i don't know but like just you work really hard and you do things in the house i mean i know sometimes you say you feel like <laughs> a house husband house. and you are a house husband i mean I not know. really but it's awesome because just because you do dishes you do the grocery shopping you do laundry <laughs> I keep it's amazing, going. people. <laughs> no, but just like, I mean, not only that, those are like task things, which yeah. I appreciate. But just like, I mean, the gift of endurance and pushing through and really what your granny said, which is true, which is that you are very, you're the most sincere. Oh. And you're that in our marriage, too. Goodness. People. <laughs> it is my time that. of month. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you are the gift to me. I mean, you always have been. And when I get annoyed with you, I have to take myself back to remind myself that was in my vows. <laughs> that when I wrote my vows, was that don't forget that this is a gift. She is a gift to you, and you have to spend the rest of your life unwrapping the gift. Yeah. So. It's good. I didn't mean that in a sexual way. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Just life. I mean, you helped me to enjoy life in a way that I never had before. And, you know, I don't think I could without you because you experience life in a different kind of way. You are in the moment, You, especially with the kids. It's like always, I remember early on, it was I was getting annoyed. Like, we ain't always got to be doing something <laughs> with Lula. <laughs> but that's, we only have them for 18 years to to. And create those memories and build a family and build a life. And um, I know you say I do a lot of, like, task stuff, but you do all the people stuff because I'm not good at that. Mm. And i just thankful. Teamwork That's, makes the dream work. Yeah. Team Jones. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I had some comments from people saying that they enjoyed hearing that the beginning and even when we got engaged that, that we didn't have a lot of hype, that it was more of just a – Calm thing where we just knew. We Calm knew. delight. That's how you defined it. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the biblical definition of joy. Um, you got some feedback from one of your friends, Brooke. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? She said she identified with that because most people did not identify with that. Yeah, she. Um, yeah, my friend Brooke said that she definitely felt that when she met her husband, too, because she had gone through some bad relationships and... 
was like done, done, and didn't want to date anybody. And of it was course, was over all the hype and all the things. Was over all the hype and just kind of like that that feeling, that crazy in love feeling that mm-hmm. most of us have experienced. I mean, not necessarily with your husband or wife, but at some point in your life. Yeah. And that that is such an adrenaline rush, you know. But she was like, "But I had just done that, and it just didn't end well." So I was interested. Sometimes it does. I shouldn't say it never yeah, does. yeah. But for the most part, that's usually. Like doing crack. Right. <laughs> but she had said, you know, basically she had told him that and said, like, you know, and but he, I guess, stood the test of time and just, like, kept plugging plugging along until there was some, you know, you felt some security, or she felt some security there, some safety, some consistency. Well, he knew what he wanted, mm-hmm. and he believed it was her. And his background was very similar to my background, mm-hmm. and she come from more like you, you know, uptown girl kind of, yeah, you know, good girl <laughs> living stuff. her living in her uptown world. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so I thought that was neat. The mm-hmm. connection with that. One thing I like that I've gotten from some of our patrons is that joyful anticipation, like the the phrase that we coined, joyful anticipation, is now becoming like a coined phrase for them, and I I, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's um. Right up there with uh, reposition yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You'd have to listen for real to know about the reposition yourself. But uh, any other thoughts before we close out? I mean, there was we've got a lot of bingers this season. I thought I think that's neat. Like people that have picked up on the podcast and they start listening to it and then they say they finished all four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> like in two weeks. I want to give a shout out actually to one of those, one of those bingers, um, Suzanne Maynard, who is a recent friend of mine that we met in a business networking group. Who is Suzanne? Um, Suzanne is the one that's in my um, B&I chapter and she's been listening and has literally, oh, the Enneagram One. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I'm, if you don't know what that is, I'm an Enneagram One. She's Enneagram and One. And she's so hilarious because she's just like, I am James and James is me. I'm the female <laughs> version. Everything he says, I'm like, yeah. She's like, even mm. down to the point of in season one, how you're like, does that make sense? Like, she's like, I say that all I, the time. I had to make myself stop yeah. saying, does that make sense? <laughs> but just being able to relate to, you know, your story, I guess. And um, it's just been neat um, hearing that and being able to connect with someone and you know begin a friendship with someone who is like you and that's I neat. think that's what has connected her to me is that her feeling a kindred spirit with you that's neat stuff yeah and then most recently we got some feedback from someone in California who was listening to our podcast that found it because her I remember if it was boyfriend her or husband fiance got mm-hmm. involved in something and had that was actually arrested and was in county jail and just that it's heading to prison soon. Yeah, but she was saying that it was helping her understand, and she had a lot of questions that we're going to answer, and mm-hmm. or try to lead her to somebody that can help get the answers. But right, just stuff like that is just just neat for me. Yeah. And speaking of bingers, our friend Mike Miller, he sent me a um, I forget which app he used because we're on just about all the apps now for podcasts, but. The Straight Out of Prison podcast was his most listened to podcast of 2021, <laughs> and he's cool. he listens to podcasts. So I yeah. thought that is a, that's neat. That's a blessing. <laughs> that is neat. But then, and finally, I got a message from Jonathan, who's one of our patrons and also a friend of mine. He said he loved the way that season four ended. He said that he loved the way that season four ended because he's turning 40 this year, and it gives him some hope. Like. Because some people get to that 40 mark and they get depressed. And I was very depressed, but 
I didn't have a wife or a kid or anything to go on. <laughs> so it was ironic that by the time I turned 41, everything I ever wanted, I was in possession of it. Yeah. So th- those are neat. Yeah. Just feedbacks. So any, before we close it up, any final thoughts about season four? You know, it started out, I, you were living in Sweden. I was dating Shauna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then. I don't know. I maybe feel just like I want to encourage people yeah. that, you know, anything can happen. And like someone gave us advice a couple years back. Actually, Tell Pastor Bill. Yeah, a mentor of yours when we were really struggling, like, okay, what are we going to do next? Before we started Team Jones. Yeah, we were in a rough season. And he said, you know what? It's like things can change in an instant. Like, take heart. <laughs> Don't lose hope. Like, because things can change in an instant. And that that you just never know where the next, yeah. like, thing is going to come through or connection is going to be made or whatever that might change the entire trajectory of the rest of your life, no matter how old you are. Beautiful stuff. Or young you are. <laughs> All right. Well, that segues us into closing out this episode. I just want to say that it's been a little over a year. We started in November of 2020, mm-hmm. second Tuesday. It's supposed to be the first Tuesday, but that was election day. I thought that's not a good day to launch a podcast. Definitely not. <laughs> Especially with that election. Lord have mercy. Yeah. But uh, we've taped over 67 episodes. You realize that's 67 hours? <laughs> that we've sat down here in this basement and that's had conversation. crazy to think about that. That's a lot of us talking to each other. <laughs> I know. We've had 30,000 plus downloads. I think it's almost uh, on all three platforms. It's closer to 35,000. Yeah. We're on six continents. Mm-hmm. And we have three podcast platforms. It's neat. So, and the best is yet to come. Yeah. It's exciting. So stay tuned for season five. Thank you for your support. Thank you for encouraging us to keep going, even when we didn't know, you know, what this was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you guys more than you know, and you really are and really have become part of our story. Absolutely. I could not have said it better. Thank you, baby. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Written and produced by the Team Jones Company. Yours truly, James and Haley Jones. If you like what you've heard, you can subscribe to all of our podcasts on Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeart, or really just about anywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts. Most of you know about the Straight Out of Prison podcast, and we want you to know we've added two new platforms. The For Real Real, where we talk about real life, things you would never see on a highlight reel. Things that might make you blush and might make you question some things that you never thought about. Unpack the week's hot button issues, current events. Along with the weekly Jamesism and Haleyism. Now you have to tune in to find out what that means. <laughs> tune in to find out what that means. And there in the gap where I'm sharing with Haley the lessons I learned in getting from where I was to where I was supposed to be. Narrowing the Gap is a teaching companion to the Straight Out of Prison podcast where he really digs into some of the profound lessons that he learned and had to walk out in his journey in prison and coming out of prison. Or download the Patreon app and you can get all of our content early and ad free. Straight out of prison podcast, the for real, real, and there in the gap. Listen on Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Other ways you can support us is to like and share the episodes or the podcast. 
Leave us a rating and a review. And support our sponsors. They help us provide this platform for free. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And again, thank you guys for being a part of our story. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Written and produced by the Team Jones Company. Yours truly, James and Haley Jones. If you're interested in advertising with us, head over to teamjones.co and click the Join Forces button. We've redesigned our media kit with some exciting new details. If you'd like more information about being a sponsor, email me, Haley, Haley at teamjones.co. It's not .com. The best way to support us is by telling your friends and family about the podcast. Other ways to support us is by liking and sharing the podcast and giving us a review. Well, as long as you think we did good. (laughs) Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for all your support, all your encouragement, and thank you for being a part of our story. All right, guys, y'all show some love to the sponsors of the Straight Out of Prison podcast. Our friend Keely Brown runs her family-owned HVAC Home and Commercial Services. Is your system ready for the summer? Schedule a system checkup or reprogram your thermostat. They offer residential and commercial, at home or at work. They really do what they say, and they say what they do. Our family serving your family has been their core value since day one. Their founder and owner, Mr. Robert Holland, made sure the foundation of Home and Commercial Services was and is integrity. Now, remember, Haley, we, we catered an event last December where he was a part of the group that we were feeding. But it was interesting to learn that when he was a young man, when he first started in the HVAC business, Mr. Holland actually got in trouble with, for not adding new parts that the people didn't need. And they were like, why didn't you sell the parts? And he was like, because I could fix them. And they were like, no, no, you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. Like, you just got to put new parts. And he was like, but they didn't need new parts. And it bugged him so much that he went out and started his own business. And that's the foundation of home and commercial services. And we can attest to that personally. I mean, they've done so much stuff for us. It's crazy. I love that story. And I think it speaks to, obviously, his integrity and what he's built his business on that integrity. Right now, the most economical service they offer is their annual residential service agreement. For $150, you'll get two annual checkups, and that's for one system. If, if it's an additional system, it's 25% off. Anyways, the annual contract includes priority service, normal rates for after-hour service, 10% discount on any repairs, and a 5% discount on any new installations. It's a good deal especially with the heat of the summer coming. Home and Commercial Services works on all name brands of heating and air conditioning units, gas furnaces, heat pumps, walk-in coolers, and smart thermostats. No job is too big or too small. Call or text Keely at 205-798-0635. Or you can email at office at Holland. HCS.com. You can look up Holland Home and Commercial Services on Instagram for daily tips and more. Or you can check out their website, HollandHCS.com. 
We have some amazing friends and supporters of the podcast, Lynn and Debbie Hurst, who own Hurst Towing and Recovery in Fultondale and Hayden, Alabama. They serve the Jefferson, Blunt, and surrounding counties. They tow light and heavy-duty vehicles, and they're always there to help. We wouldn't call anybody else. We would never call anybody else, and that's a fact. Would you like to work for an amazing company that treats their employees like family? The Hearst are hiring. Full and part-time positions. Give them a call today. Hearst Towing is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They've been in our area since January of 1987. They have a heart to serve and they love making an impact in the communities they grew up in. The Hearst definitely make a difference in our world. And they have definitely made a difference in our lives. Dispatchers are always ready to receive calls at 205-631-8697. That is 205-631-TOES. T-O-W-S. <laughs> you, get, you get me every time I, with the toes. <laughs> <laughs> or check out their website at hearsttowing.com. Now, y'all know James from the podcast, but he also is an amazing cook and private chef. I can attest to that personally. I've had many years of experience in food, just working in, managing, and even owning a couple restaurants. One of his greatest passions is preparing delicious food. You know, if somebody's going through something or through a hard time and you don't know what to do, you can always cook for them. Head over to chefjameskjones.com to join our email list. Once you do that, you can stay updated on everything that we're doing. 